0: Yo, before the intro rocks, give this podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, as well as stream it on Spotify. If you're listening from YouTube to the Brawlhive channel, make sure you like the video, share it with your friends, and subscribe to the channel to not only stay tuned to my content, but plenty of other top-notch material. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Most Wanted Podcast and Twitter at Most Wanted Pod. and as always, feedback is greatly appreciated. Welcome back to the Most Wanted Podcast, where nothing safe from discussion over here. Now, this episode is going to be the first of a mini-series that I'm planning. Actually, I would call it like a regular series that I have planned for this podcast called Project YYC. Uh, if you guys don't know, I live in Calgary here in Canada, and what I really want to do in this series is focus on people who are up and coming in the city, whether it be, you know, rapping, Twitch streaming, through art, uh, photography literally anywhere that people are trying to up and you know become have their own say in the industry I want to talk to them in this city talk to them you know see how you know they're motivated stuff like that so as a result this is the first episode and I'm here with a good friend of mine Alexa why don't you go ahead and
1: introduce yourself uh, hi I'm Alexa um... <laughs> <laughs> okay I mean I'll just was it uh, my name's Alexa I'm um, currently 20. Uh, I'm working part-time at a thrift store, but I'm an artist. Uh, Currently, I do a lot of digital work, but, you know, once in a while, I'll do traditional work. Um, Hopefully, in the near future, I can find a tattoo apprenticeship. That's kind of like my main goal as of right now, Um, looking for a tattoo apprenticeship and starting to tattoo.
0: Nice, nice. So, I really wanted to ask, first off, because I've always wondered, I've never really had the chance to ask you, what really motivated you to start doing art? Or, like, what really pushed you to start doing art? Because I know you were self-taught.
1: Um, I mean, to be very honest, I am far from good at any type of, like, academic... Like, I'm not good at school. Not at all. Like, I'm horrible at it. I've been basically traumatized at school because I've been horrible since the beginning. Um... I had issues reading and writing when I was younger, and then it kind of just went on. And I had, like, a lot of anxiety in school. Right. But then, like, the number one thing that, that like, made me feel better at school was art class. And that's, like, what I found that I was actually talented at and I could do and, you know, not feel like I was struggling.
2: hmm
1: And then I... so it's... Oh, go yeah.
0: ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, no, you go ahead now, because you... <laughs> well... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have a, <laughs> if you guys don't know, I kind of have a bad habit where I try to jump in into conversations while they're in the middle of talking. I'm working on it. My apologies. But, you know, I just wanted to ask where it's like. I I completely get, you know, being really bad at school and then you're trying to find you. So what you're saying is like you kind of found art as your little safe haven from, you know, the I don't want to say torment, but like, you know, the yeah, struggles that were. if we're gonna be blunt like you know the the pain of school pretty much where it's like you know getting bad grades you know academically not doing that well
2: yeah Yeah.
0: were you inspired by any individual or any group of artists that really motivated you in your personal art style or
1: um growing up i was like I, i am still a big fan of anime but you know sailor moon and uh naruto and like you know pokemon things like that growing up and right. watching it on like Sundays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I used to like put a paper onto the TV and basically trace it. It's like, so it started from a very early age, oh which is Lord. not good because I'm copying people's work. <laughs> but, you know, that's what started me or that's what taught me how to basically draw. And I was really inspired by, you know, anime. I'm still a big fan of anime today. So it inspires my art today as well. But mm-hmm. that's like kind of what got, it, got me into art in general.
0: Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, oh my lord, first off, you were tracing on the TV, Jesus is lord. Oh, I can only, I can literally only imagine <laughs> the lines that were on the TV. Because I used to do the exact same shit, all the beating I got from it afterwards. <laughs> Jesus Christ, my dad saw it, he's like, what the fuck? And I got a nice, a nice I mean, little beating.
1: I mean, I had my own little TV, you know, those giant TVs. the giant oh. back. Oh, my God. So, I have my own little TV and I would just pause it. Or like I'd have like a VCR tape and I would just pause it on like a part that I liked and then I would mm-hmm. just trace it. And then I would like add on to the drawing.
0: Jesus Christ. Oh man, those old school TVs. Oh mm-hmm. I, I remember I had one here at the re- like at the restaurant we had like our own little mini TV. And like mm-hmm. we had the antennas with it too, and you had to finagle it trying to get it to the <laughs> right place. Not
1: the antennas. I didn't have antennas on mine. You had that ancient one. Oh, it
0: was old school, old school. We also had that big ass back, like it had the caboose on it. Like that thing <laughs> yeah. was banging, bro. Yeah, oh, my mine God. was too. Yeah. Oh my lord. But um yeah, so you were saying that uh, anime, and I know you are still really inspired by anime. I know uh, Berserk easily your favorite definitely one of my top five favorite mangas of all time and do you think that has also influenced you and in your art style because I've definitely seen how your art has changed from, like because I've, I've scrolled through your you know your art page beforehand and mm-hmm. I've seen like the change and the evolution in terms of your art style and I wanted to know were there maybe any external influences that might have changed your art style or maybe like for example like Berserk for example or any other manga or any other influence that might have changed it.
1: I mean, yeah, like when I started out, like if you do look on my account, um, when I started out, it was very much just heavily inspired by tattoo, black liner. Like I didn't do any color and I barely used any other type of brushes when digitally drawing. Right. I kind of just went for a clean like pen type of um, liner. Right. As in now I'm using things that have a little bit more bleed to it or you know, hopefully you understand what I'm saying, but I'm using different things, and I'm exploring more, and I'm not just staying in that one box of tattoo art, you know? Um, right. And I wanted to, basically, my tattoo style, I want to have portraits, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: whatever who it is, male, female, and I want to add, like, a anime vibe to it. But, like, my anime vibe, um, yeah, like, I, I've been really inspired by Berserk, um, if the viewers or sorry listeners who have listened who are listening to this podcast um if you've read berserk you've seen the very i would say i don't even know how to explain it it's a very dramatic line art and it yeah. conveys a lot of emotion in it mm-hmm. um If you are, if you haven't even read Berserk and you just look at a screen cap of Berserk, you would see how much drama and attention to detail the artist uses. And that's what like really inspires me. And I think that definitely made me want to, uh, you know, diversify my style a lot more. Mm -hmm.
0: So you're kind of like... that makes any sense. No, no, I get it. I get it. I mean, I don't know too much about art. Like my little sister used to do art classes, I think, until she was like... 10 11 and then you know time constraints and whatnot and now she's just doing skating but like i do vaguely remember you know certain terms about you know bleeding and you know shell uh, cell shading and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. i know i kind of get what you're coming from i just don't know the terms in like specifically but i get what you mean and where you know the lines are different and you're pretty much moving you're trying to diversify your type of art, so where it's not only one specific type of thing, and then kind of spread out, so then you're more, you know, diverse in what you can do, kind of pushing your own comfort limits.
1: Well, yeah, because there's like so many tattoo artists in Calgary, right? Like, so mm-hmm. I want to diversify myself and have my own distinct style. So if someone sees my art on someone's arm or wherever, right? Oh, hey, that's, you know, for instance, my handle is Shady gal that's Shady Gal's art, or that's Alexa White's art, right? Um. And that, that's what I want to be able to be known as. Um, one of my favorite tattoo artists here in Calgary is named mm-hmm.
2: Um
1: Very unique name, but she makes badass art. And she's very influenced by, may, maybe controversial, but hentai. Uh, Japanese hentai and just huh. in general. And her art, like, even if it isn't hentai, her art is just amazing and gorgeous. Um... And it's, I'm very inspired by her, especially. She's one of the artists that I'm very inspired by, and I love her work so much. Um, she mixes old-school Japanese art mm-hmm. with current anime, which is, I think, really smart Damn, and different. Be-
0: because not a whole lot of people are really using like that old-school kind of anime style. Like, you know... Uh, the 90s berserk anime or that Yu Yu Hakusho type of anime art style which is very it was very common for its time but it's not really common nowadays and so when mm-hmm. you see it most of the time it's kind of viewed as like a unique kind of thing and so that's why I would probably say that it mu- that's probably why that best of both worlds of the modern and the past blending together that's probably I haven't seen her work personally you might as well send it to like I'll probably check it out after this recording but like the way yeah, you're making definitely. it sound like it, it's like the perfect blend of, you know, the past and the present, possible future, you know, and the way anime is going forward. But yeah, that that sounds dope.
1: Yeah, she's even going from like, you know, like Edo Japan days, like the art style then.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: like yeah. Samurais and things like that. She mm-hmm. uses that and she mixes it with anime and... Yeah, her
0: art style was just dreamy. I love it so much. That's fucking dope. Oh, Mm -hmm. before I go any further, I will put down Alexa's um her art page on the in the what's it called the description for you know for audio listeners, and I'll also put it in the description box if you're listening on YouTube. So trust me, you'll be able to see her art. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Trust me, you guys will not regret going on her page. Support her all you can. Guarantee. Love the plug of course i got you you know i got you (laughs) so um i know recently uh you had an epiless you had an attack of epilepsy you had a seizure attack and Mm -hmm. if you don't mind me asking any further um how do you think that has ever affected you because i know you told me personally but like do you think that's affected you in your art style and how you had to handle it going forward because i know that you use digital art compared to you know old school just by hand on paper kind of thing do you yes. think that's really affected you by any chance?
1: Um. Yeah, it's affected me a lot in, I guess, a positive and a negative light. Um, I thankfully don't have seizures anymore. But when I did have seizures, I actually lost like a lot of my memory when it came to many things and especially my art. I basically had to like reteach myself many aspects of my own personal style. Mm-hmm. Um, Thankfully, I'm kind of... Back at it, and the memory loss has kind of faded.
2: Oh, but
1: God. yeah, um, since I am a digital artist, I, I don't want to put myself in that box. But I do do a lot of digital art mm-hmm. on my free time. Um, the blue rays from the tablet, and also very bright colors. If I use them, I actually get physical symptoms, like I shake and I get like a massive headache, and I stutter things like that, which is really weird. And it's kind of made me appreciate um, art a lot more. And it, I can really appreciate kind of the process that I put into my work because I have to, if I'm using bright colors or, you know, if I'm, yeah, basically if I'm using bright colors, I have to cut my art into increments. Mm-hmm. So line art, um, base colors, and then maybe adding in those brighter colors at the end. And that's changed my style a lot going forward after, you know, being diagnosed with epilepsy. so
2: Right.
0: Did the doctor say that there would be any chance of future seizures? Because I'm just asking on a personal level because I, I, I want to make sure you're okay, you know?
1: Uh, yeah, it was a very low percentage of me having seizures. I'm currently on medication, so thank God for that. Like, I don't oh. have to worry about that. But yeah, I do have those symptoms. I can't play video games anymore, unfortunately. Like oh, that's ass. even even anime, yeah, sometimes I struggle to watch anime and things like that because I could get really, really sick. I mean I push it anyways. Like I'll I'll watch the weekly anime updates. Right. And right. if I get a headache, well, so be it.
0: But... <laughs> it's like fuck it, it's worth it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just try to avoid um that a lot like that screen time during the day if I know I'm going to draw like draw.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, So I'll put out 40 minutes to sketch, take an hour break, and then keep going if I want to continue working on it that day.
0: Okay. So yeah,
1: it's it's been a process. It's kind of
0: made you appreciate what you used to be able to do and kind of makes you appreciate how art is in general, like how art can diversify, can change per person based on any sort of event. Um, And I, I don't really know how else to describe it, but like your art conveys your emotion that's kind of what i feel where it's like your art conveys yeah. who you are as a person and where it can change over time uh, i can you know go up go down based off of you know your emotional state so mm-hmm. it's really it's really such a beautiful art form and i know it definitely takes a lot of dedication and a lot of effort to push through especially with your current conditions and I got to give you props for that because a nigga like me, Oh fuck. That's going to be tough. (laughs) That's going to be tough. Cause I'm on my phone most of the time. Right. And so if I'm, if I have to limit myself like that, of course I can do it, but like, it's just the, the difference on how I used to do it and how I have to do it nowadays, you know, that gap and, you know, the learning curve, I would say
1: that's probably the hardest part about it. Yeah. It's rough. I mean, like I've, I've been a gamer, right. I've, been into anime and very very much bright colors it's technology right so mm-hmm. it's it's a lot it's different I I've had to you know adapt and change my routine and my life quite drastically but I do appreciate that I can still create art digitally and traditionally and I think that it's made me a better artist now I think it's kind of pushed me to want to create art more if that right makes sense
0: so. yeah no I get that I get that where it's like it's usually it's usually your lowest points where you can go back to your safe havens and then that's mm-hmm. where you find the most motivation to push forward like I was going through for I'm just not to you know move away the topic of what you went no, through, no, no, but, no. but like back in what was it now September October uh, my grandma passed away when she came here to Calgary and yeah. that was probably one of the lowest points you know that I've had in my life and Mm. what I found is you know talking on the mic like I'm not I'm not the most talented guy I kind of view myself as like the jack of all trades but a master of none but I always wanted to find that one specialty where I can truly master I want to say master but like truly feel like I fit in you know what I mean
1: I mean but that's admirable because at the same time like me I can literally only do art I am You know what I mean? You can do many things. You're very talented when it comes to podcasts. I think you're very talented when advertising things. You know, you have your restaurant, you work there, Mm -hmm. and you're really good with talking to people. I would say you are very talented, just in a different way. I think everybody's talented in different ways. And I can also say this. My grandma actually died from cancer a couple years ago. And yeah, it it was very traumatizing. And that's what kind of started me to say, okay, like, you know, there's a meaning to life, shit happens, but like, mm-hmm. there's the one thing that I love and I enjoy, and that's art, and that's something that I can share with others, um, and I know that a lot of my friends and stuff enjoy my art, which I really appreciate, and it just makes me so happy, so.
0: i um, sorry about your loss, I did I don't think I knew about that beforehand, but I want to say it now, but I'm yeah, really I'm sorry i sorry about your
1: loss, too. I mean, yeah, it was a long time ago, but yeah, right. I definitely can, connect with you on that level of like being in
0: a low place for sure 110% like when she passed like I always thought about you know what if I started like for example I always thought about doing something social media related like I'm in school Mm -hmm. right now for law school I don't like me personally I still want to do it but like you know I feel more enjoyment pot like doing this like on a podcast just talking about myself I don't know so maybe I can continue doing law school maybe not who knows right but, uh, like, even back during the first year of university, I was planning on, you know, posting, like, music reviews or maybe mm-hmm. I would do, you know, sports, like, sports talk, where it was, like, basketball breaking news, shit like that. Um, and then I thought about it for a while, and I was like, what if I do a podcast? And it was always in the back of my mind, and I was like, well, I mean, maybe I could, maybe I couldn't, but who knows? Maybe I'll just push that to another side, another day, another day. And then when my grandma passed, that's really what, you know, gave me that push was like it made death feel real yeah. because you always hear about it and you're like that's so sad and like of course you feel the sadness but when it's like on a personal level then that's when you're like okay maybe maybe i can do maybe i should do what i want to do and live my life well, to yeah. the fullest you, know? you never
1: know right like I mean, knock on wood i don't want to say that but you do never know when you are going to pass right right and i think you know that's like the struggle I think with creators in general as a whole no matter what you're doing
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like should I be doing it like who am I to have you know do art like I don't compare to Van Gogh I don't compare to you know, you know Like things like that it's that anxiety that's getting to you right? but I think that feeling in your heart that you get when you finish a project and you're like this is actually really good and I'm proud of myself
2: mm-hmm.
1: there's nothing that beats that feeling so you know what I mean to me Fame and like viewers and shit like that, it's really honestly, it's nothing to me. Like when it comes to that, I just love posting art and I like hearing people's thoughts about my art if they like it, if there's mm-hmm. things that they think that I could change. Like I just love talking to people about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that the podcast is like a great way to not only like relieve stress and shit like that, but you know, express yourself. And I think this podcast is really cool and having me on here is really nice. Yeah, of and having I other agree. creators in the future, right? Like, I think that's right. really a big deal.
0: Right, yeah, that's really the whole point that I wanted to do Project YYC. Like, the podcast itself, I always wanted, because I kind of view, okay, this is going to sound like I'm bragging about myself, but I hate talking about myself like this, but...
1: No, brag, brag away, <laughs> honestly. No, this is your podcast, and you're you're a very humble guy. Like, I know if you're bragging, you're not meaning it in a rude way. So, 110%, I want to hear it.
0: Well, I mean, OK, well, I was growing <laughs> up, <laughs> growing up. I was really like a shy kid, you know, where I really don't mm-hmm. talk to people, you know, unless they're like a close friend group. Uh, I don't really interact with anyone outside of family or close friends. And to be honest, it was really the restaurant that kind of pushed me forward to, you know, be more socially interactable. Because like starting when I was 12, I started working at the restaurant, you know, just doing, you know, the kitchen shit like, you know, just being a busboy, you know, cleaning dishes, cups, getting cutlery all set up but just mainly staying in the kitchen but when i was 14 that's when my dad brought me out to the counter and he said okay starting today you're gonna be talking with customers uh you're gonna be you know interacting with them taking orders you know serving drinks stuff like that and i was like i don't know about this one he's like Uh, shut up he's like nigga shut up you're doing this i'm like (laughs) well (laughs) it is what it is there but over time being a waiter in my opinion has actually like really helped in terms of, you know, starting, you know, talking with people, starting up conversations. Like, now, most of the time when I'm talking with customers, we're usually talking about, you know, COVID. We're talking about, you know, the economy, politics. We're talking about life. Literally, well, not all customers, but, like, most customers that are usually, yeah. like, easy to interact with. Because there's always going to be those dickheads that come in. Which oh, for sure. Which sucks ass, but, you know, you take how it is. Uh, I mean, but-
1: yeah. I work retail, so I know that feeling 100% percent oh
0: sweet Jesus. I can only imagine how it is because restaurants have it bad enough, but retail? Sweet Jesus. Yeah. But uh, going out, like in terms of working in the restaurant has definitely helped with talking with other people, especially with people that I don't know. And that's the biggest part about, that's the biggest hurdle about having a podcast because you can only interview your friends for so long, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Eventually, you're going to have to start branching out, diversifying your content. Otherwise, you're just going to be left in the left in the mud, because podcasting nowadays, especially with the pandemic going on, it's like a huge thing, because it's simple to create, simple to start, and you can do it from home, and so yeah. there's so, like, every time I'm on my phone, like, I see people on YouTube saying, oh yeah, we started a podcast, people on Twitter saying, yeah, uh, you guys can start the new episode of our podcast, and I was like, oh shit, so this is actually like a cutthroat kind of competition, I'm not too sure how it is on the <laughs> art scene, but like, I would assume that it's similar in that that sense.
1: Um, I would say in the tattoo scene, 110%, because at the end of the day, people are just trying to make money. Even though you love art, it is competitive. It's a business first kind of thing. Yeah, you can't just go and say, hey, I'm a tattoo artist. You've got to gain respect from a shop, from a particular tattoo artist, Mm -hmm. and you've got to show your respect towards the artist that's teaching you by basically being the bitch at the shop, I'll say it that way. <laughs>
0: so, like the intern you know, kind of thing, like the lackey.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you've got to clean up after your, everybody. Mm-hmm. You've got to do all that. As in art, I think it depends on you know who you're putting yourself around. Like, I have an art group, um, which is like mostly all Black creators on Instagram from like you know everywhere,
2: We'd love not to even see in just
1: Canada. Yeah, and you know we're all supportive and, and it's never a competition. Like. I, I don't want to put myself in that situation where I'm ever competing. You know, mm-hmm. like, I have a best friend, um, Sophia, who's an amazing artist, and she's kind of just started making art again and gaining that confidence. So I'm really p- proud of her, but... Her
0: art is nice as fuck, too. Like, no cap, oh, It's I actually know.
1: nice. She's inspired by anime as well and as right. well as, like, video games and shit, and then her mm-hmm. art is traditional. She's extremely talented. Um, maybe in home will link her on the you know wherever too <laughs> I, I was planning on linking
0: i i had a feeling she was gonna come up sooner or later so like i'll link yeah, i'll link her girl,
1: plug my girl sophia
0: i got and, you you know i got you
1: yeah no and um i think there's only love when it comes to artists i think i think in general if you're a creator there's a competition in a sense right like you do want to get your work out there if you do want to make money and that's right. a sad part but it's true mm-hmm. i think the issue is you know in the 2000s People realized I don't have to be a doctor I don't have to do this I don't have to do that To make a living You know right. I can be creative And do things And you know Now That social media Is such a big thing And you know Podcasts Or whatever Digital art I think that it's Everybody wants to do it Because they think it's easy But it's not It's it's not easy It's not And I not. think the main The main person That's putting you down Is yourself At the end of the day
0: oh absolutely absolutely because at the end of the day it's literally yourself against that competition and i hate to say it's a competition right because you're trying to do what you enjoy but it's like when you're doing something that you love it's almost it's sometimes it gets to the point where you almost burn out and you kind of forget your original purpose on what you're trying to do and like why you're trying to do it you know like i think what happened for example um yeah, like the music video, like the music reviews that I was talking about. I I started and I was really passionate about it. And I had it all set up on Instagram and everything, and like I had notes about you know each album that I was talking about, and I was all good to go. But I kind of realized that as I kept on working on it, I never published anything ultimately, which kind of is ass. Not even a one hit wonder, <laughs> but like um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I kind of burnt out from it, and I kind of realized like maybe maybe don't push yourself all the time trying to maybe give yourself breaks like you know mental health breaks because that's something that's crucial If well, you, you have if...
1: school right you have work right so you're always constantly pushing your brain to the max and like same for me as well like i have extreme anxiety and i always try to be the best self that i can and i'm always self-doubting mm-hmm. and you know just beating myself up in the inside but it's like, you know, like, for instance, like you said, like this podcast in a way, like, you know, and I've said this to you, you know, when we when we have like talks and the DMs, whatever, whatever right. it is. Yeah, yeah. When we when we chat, you know, when you're like, oh, you know, like I'm kind of in a rut, like I don't know what to make or, you know, same thing with with me as well. Like, I don't create things if I feel like I'm being pushed to do it. That's just not how it is. It's not how I create. I have to be motivated to do it and i honestly don't make art like my best art when i'm stressed and pushing myself to do it
0: right i mean who could right because then you're pushing yourself and you kind of lose that sense of enjoyment that you originally Mm -hmm. had and you're like well then what's the point of doing this if i don't even care for it and then just like that you lose your lifelong passion or something that you've loved to do for however many years you know yeah and that shit's
1: scary not gonna lie it's
0: terrifying that's like originally I keep on talking about myself and I hate doing that, but like originally what I had planned for the podcast was to post, you know, bi-weekly, so like twice a month, but yeah. I realized that with work and school and then like, you know, on top of that, I, I want to take breaks every now and then. I kind of realized it was like, I, I can't do bi-weekly. I mean, I can but try and get
1: quality over content, right?
0: Oh, of course quality always comes first because i'm not trying to put out some shit content just for the clicks if that's the case then i might as well just become one of like you know david dobrik or some shit like that like that's no, that's we not me about
1: that guy. He trash.
0: Anyway. yeah i i didn't like i all, <laughs> all, all i knew from him from the beginning was like he was a basic bitch right so i'm like that's not the type of contact that i like to watch anyways and then i hear that you know he's like alleged like ring of having sexual assault with or sexual misconduct with kids who are underage and like and were drunk, so they couldn't consent. I'm like, "Hey, yo, what the fuck?"
1: Yeah, and that's the issue with people, like when they get to that thing, or they they feel like, you know, hey, I've made it. It's that's the issue, and that's the thing with like going back to like the tattoo community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the thing is, is it's people of color and especially women as well that are it's not prominent in the tattoo artists, and especially in Alberta, right? Um. There's, I hardly see, I don't even, I even think there's a couple male black artists that are tattoo artists, right. but I've, I don't know many black female artists. And the thing with that is too, is I don't see many people doing tattoos of melon on melanated skin tones. And if they are, they're not posting it because it doesn't show up as well. Right. Oh, Which is right. to me is bullshit because right. at the end of the day, no matter the skin tone, right? Like it's art you should be able to post it and whatever and that's i think that's like what i wanted to do going forward is like that's like the main dream is not even just about art but being a woman of color and being a part of a community that's always just being like pushed down and whatever yeah yeah. i want to learn how to tattoo melanated skin properly and i want to you know have a shop that's welcome to people of color or you know, genders, whatever, right? right? The whole spectrum. I think that's the issue with, in general, creators, things like that, but especially the tattoo community. I think it's it's a scary community. In really? A sense because it's very male-dominated. Very, oh, very white you, yeah. and male-dominated. It's scary mm-hmm. in that sense, and as a woman of color, it's hard for me to find a tattoo apprenticeship unless the male artist is, you know, i'm not going to get into that but you know what i mean like yeah, favors, yeah, yeah shit like that right? right like and that's scary to me because i would never do that right of course i want to be valued for my art right like mm-hmm. so yeah it's a difficult you know community and that's like the thing i love tattoos but the people involved in it are really scary and you know being in alberta makes it even worse oh god lie.
0: i fucking hate alberta like I swear, I swear to Jesus, I, I'm sick and tired of this province. Yeah, guess like, On I mean... like on everything, I'm moving to Vancouver. Like that place is beautiful. I'm I'm tired of this stupid ass country ass redneck <laughs> province. I'm tired. I'm actually sick and Why tired. Why
1: Vancouver? Why Vancouver?
0: Vancouver is nice. Su- okay, well first, like Vancouver, we me and my family we used to go there all the time for like family vacations, and it's just somewhere that I've always remember growing up. It's I've never lived there, of course. I'm just saying, like growing up, I go there in the summer, and it's always been beautiful. It's sunny. It's nice is really relaxing there's actual shit to do rather than calgary
1: okay tea yeah
0: and so i'm like 100%. and that and i love the ocean and so i'm like okay well maybe i'm a little bit scared about the ocean after like a rafting incident that i'm pretty sure i talked to you about one time yeah. um, so, yeah,
1: no. <laughs> no i don't like the sea.
0: well you know what i don't blame you and i, I heard something where it's like most black people don't know how to well like it's a stereotype it's a stereotype but like i heard that there was a like a reason behind it but i don't remember uh, the exact you, reason
1: you were gonna say that you're foul for that listen <laughs> and the thing is most black people like this like for instance like caribbeans you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i'm jamaican they're surrounded by water
2: you yeah. know what i mean
1: that's an island you would think that most of the people in caribbean islands would be able to swim
2: and swim well
1: Yeah, considering, I don't know, maybe it's just because they're scared. Like, I'm, I can swim, but I'm terrified of the ocean. Right, right. The things that live in the ocean, unreal. Not knowing what's in the bottom of the ocean, unreal.
0: Yeah that, shit, yeah, that shit kind of scary. <laughs> now that you're mentioning it, hey, <laughs> hey, maybe I'm going to take a little bit more of hes- a hesitation when I get into the water next time.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. You say aliens are in space. What if they're in the water? What if there's things in the water that we... I mean, uh, of course there is, but things that are intelligent but just don't come up. You know Yet- what I'm saying? I think about these things all the time in my room.
0: Bro, nah, you, you're not even capping, bro. Like, I heard I think there was research that showed that, like, We've only discovered five percent of what's in the ocean. I'm like, my nigga, what?
1: Five? Yeah, I don't like that. And you see the weird things, like you know, like the axolotl. Like it's cute, don't get me wrong, but it's got like some pink a thing. Oh, what? It's like an axolotl. It looks cute. Like I'll show you like when we're when we're done with this podcast. But it's like a cute little critter. But it, like it's going That's... extinct, and it's old. Like it's ancient. But it's still living and it just looks like an alien like it doesn't look real and it's like seeing the things in the ocean like that glow and like i don't even know i'm gonna get emotional thinking about it but it's just it ain't it bro Um, i ain't
0: ain't gonna lie when i was growing up i used to want to be a marine biologist listen listen why listen to why Dead ass because of Percy Jackson. That
1: is it. Not (laughs) Percy Jackson, but wouldn't that traumatize you? The creatures that come from Percy Jackson shit. No. It got like me
0: interested for some reason and now i'm older and i'm thinking about it. i'm like yeah. my nigga and if i black, go down there,
1: same you yep mm-hmm.
0: bro i'm like no. i'm thinking about it in hindsight i'm like my nigga if i went down there i'm the first one to die <laughs> like if we're oh, going by, by horror movie no, standards i'm no, gone that's
1: the thing i don't understand like okay i'm not trying to digress like i'm not trying to move away from art but let's talk about this for a second here
0: hey See, i'm here for it i'm here
1: for it black people are the number one people that will look and go nope and leave right away you know i'm not trying to i'm not trying to put white people in a you know in a box i'm not i love me i'm 50 percent white i love me my, white.
0: <laughs> my nigga your last name, name is white is, you're good
1: <laughs> that's what i say. But I'm not trying to get canceled up on here in this podcast, but you know what I mean? <laughs> White people are always the ones to go, hello, are you there? in scary movies and trips, okay? The reason why black people die first is because they go, I'm out, and they run, and then they- after
0: something. Bro, I'm telling you for a fact. You know how Spider-Man has a Spidey sense? We have our Negro sense. When we sense oh, some 100%. shit is about to go down, we are gone. Like, I can sense rip. a
1: racist aura. I can sense danger. I can sense it all. You know, like, you
0: you can tell, like, you can tell when someone has bad vibes, like, the moment you meet them, like, off-rip. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a friend group, like, for example, there were a friend group that I used to know, right? And we'd all be chilling, like, everyone I I was chill with, but there was one nigga that I knew off-rip, <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't wanna <laughs> fuck with you, bro. Yeah, I'm like, I, I just don't fuck with you, bro. It's not, it's not like he's a bad guy, or he was a bad guy, it's just like, I just don't fuck
1: with you like that. Yeah, I know, uh, I know that feeling, because I have that... Let's say that spidey sense, that mild Morales sense. (laughs) You know? Where where, you know, like you just meet someone and you go, uh, uh, like this person is just like me, or this person is just not it. Like, (laughs) hey, they just like me for real. (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, like you can meet, like you meet a nigga, like a boy and right away, they go, you know, and they try to talk to you and they only want to talk to you because you know. Right, like right, yeah. yeah. Now, now you wouldn't know that because you're not interested in that. But you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they just be talking to you, not even to know you, but just wanting to. You know,
0: they, they they're trying to know you.
1: <laughs> yes, they trying to know. They trying to know every crevice. So I'm thinking, you <laughs> yo just, what <laughs> every crevice? <laughs> Motherfuckers in Grand sense. Canyon. Yo, relax. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. So the issue is, you know what I'm saying. I, I don't even know. We, we digressing. We going far from the subject, but at least we're not stuttering no more. Oh, and yeah, you're right, to bro. All the, to all the listeners, <laughs> we <were> Bro,
0: <laughs> yo, yo, I ain't gonna count, bro. The first five to ten minutes, I was down terrible with starting this podcast. I was like, yo, bro. how the fuck am I trying to start this shit, bro? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you you right, though. Now, you're right. Every black person has that nigga sense. On God, if they don't have a nigga sense, they they're house slave. I'm, I'm, I'ma say it Not like that.
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, I would rather be a house nigga than a field nigga. All you do is shine cutlery. Ooh, you know that's that. What's that song by um J D? Oh yeah, yeah, o- yeah, yeah. Story. Yeah, story of O J. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, that song motherfucking fire. But I, yeah, I'd rather shine cutlery because you know most of the women and like the light skinned women. They be in cutlery, and to be honest, I mean they did get sexually assaulted by the the house massa, but <laughs> wait, why are you saying yeah. but? <laughs> you're like,
0: well, hold on, listen to you're like, on,
1: but wait, listen, <laughs> would you rather be whipped and be picking cotton in the heat all day, or would you rather be in a AC, you know, in a AC? You AC, know. my nigga, this is the 1800s. The fuck you mean? <laughs> Only okay, AC was sun. the motherfucking window. <laughs> you that's open it scary. or you close it. They not in the sun. You know what I'm saying? And you got like a nice dress on, whatever. You serving people food. The worst right. you got to worry about is maybe getting in trouble later on. But overall, you know, you might get a treat. You might get a favor from massa. You know, that's... The... <laughs>
0: I'm this sorry. reminded me of the Boondocks. You know the episode of the Boondocks where it was like, Catcher Freeman?
1: <laughs> Bro. <laughs> yeah. In that situa- situation, I'm Uncle
0: Lucas. Yo, on <laughs> God, I'm snitching on these Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now, okay, on a serious topic, we here at The Most Wanted Podcast, we do not fuck with slavery. Alright? We, we don't, don't fuck with know. that. Sexual assault is a no-no. If you do that, on God, you're catching these fades. I'm finna fold you like origami. No cap. I, I have to put that's this not, disclaimer that's on
1: now. That's
0: bro, I put that shit on Uzumaki, bro. I put that shit on, on the sage, my nigga. On the sage. I put that shit on the sage. I put
1: that on the Hokage. I put that on Tsunade's titties. I put that on anything.
0: On oh, them double G's, bro. Yeah, hey, they, them things be thangin', no cap. Hey. <laughs> uh,
1: listen, let's don't get me started on that. Bro, if my, my dad, dad listens to, to this shit. Mother, yo, if my dad listen. listens to this shit, it's GG's. <laughs> hey, yo, dad, you gotta get on that, not hey. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Jiraiya, you know, he was on to something. Hey, Jiraiya ain't never lied, bro. <laughs> R.I.P. I repeated the stage, but, you know, he was on to something with that.
0: On to something, nigga. Know. We all knew off rim. The moment we saw them things, it was like, "Hey, respectfully, can I swim?" Not you know? respectfully, nope, no. Did this bitch not just say respectful. disrespectfully? Yo, let me slide in one time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about no formalities. I'm just trying to get in there. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> that, that, that's what you just said. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, obviously consensually, but
0: oh, of course, of course. Like, like we said, like we said here, <laughs> like we said I'm not here. Trying to catch a you king. Know? Oh no, 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 I'm not trying to get canceled. Not trying to, you know, get something, trying to get, you know, a case that I never really intended for. So that's why I'm (laughs) putting this disclaimer now. For all you future pieces of shit, trying to come up here and say, oh, let me grab this clip. Listen here, dickwads. That's not what I mean. All right? Grab what? You said what? Oh, I said listen, dickwads. No,
1: grab what?
0: What did I say? You said clip. Oh yeah, gl- clip like you know, oh, clip like a segment. Did you think I said clit? <laughs>
1: the <laughs> fuck you think I
0: am, Trump? <laughs> oh my lord! Hey,
1: yo. For a second, I said no. You going nuts on this podcast for no reason?
0: But <laughs> hey, you said clip. Yeah, I said clip. I said clip like a segment, like a segment. I was about to say an out of pocket joke, but I'm gonna keep that to myself. I'm gonna keep that to myself. <laughs>
1: I mean, no, put the out of pocket joke on. You want to make people laugh. You don't want it to be like boring. Like I'm not gonna lie, the first couple minutes we sounded like robots.
0: Yeah, on guard. We actually did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like, yo, 100%. who the fuck is this
0: nigga talking right now?
1: Well, because I'm, I will talk freely to you in the DMs. You know, we'll have heart to hearts. Oh, of course. Then we get on here because we know other people are gonna listen. We get <laughs> nervous, <laughs>
0: bro. We we were stumbling, we were stuttering, bro. I'm telling yo. To all the listeners right now, it took me a solid 15 minutes to get the intro right. I don't know. Yo, you know that Eminem line? Knees weak, arms are heavy. Bro, I was was out terrible.
1: (laughs) But you got to keep in that part where you're like, okay, you could introduce yourself. Like, I... (laughs) (laughs) I was planning on keeping that regardless. (laughs) I forgot my name. I forgot how old I am. I was about to say... My name Amy and I'm 13 <laughs> years old. I don't
0: know what My name is Amy, I'm 13 years old and I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> Literally,
1: I was like getting nervous.
0: Oh my lord. Oh, this is gonna be a fun time editing this shit.
1: <laughs> I don't want to hear my own voice because I hate my voice too. This is gonna be an issue.
0: Oh, God I hate my voice too. Bro, listen, growing up, I used to always want like what's it called? You know that old spice commercial guy where it's like oh look at your God. I wanted that voice. That mixed with Morgan Freeman. Now that I'm getting older and I get my oh, voice cracks, but my voice is...
1: make you want to bust. Yeah.
0: On God, I'd listen to Morgan Freeman, <laughs> like, on my deathbed. I'd want him to talk to me.
1: Like, right, just... Listen, bro. I need him to... We're not having an anxious night. I need him to cuddle with me and say everything's gonna be all right. My <laughs> is just caressing your shoulder. That's what I'm saying. Like, man... I don't know. Don't get me started on the thirst for Morgan Freeman. I know he looked rough, but I know he's a good man. <laughs> bro, uh,
0: yo. <laughs> yo, where are we going with this?
1: <laughs> oh, my lord.
0: Oh, <laughs> bro, I got tears right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lord. But, oh, what was I about to say? Yo, Denzel Washington, though, hands down the best black actor I've ever seen. Hands down. bro. I've never I cried mean.
2: in
0: a... Okay, okay, well, listen, 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 listen. He's probably the first actor that made me cry, like, in general. Like, I was, re- I remember I was watching John Q with my family, like, because every Saturday we used to do, like, a family movie night where we just set up a TV, like, the TV, play a movie all together. And I remember we are watching John Q, and I'm like, oh, oh, this shit hurting, hurting. Oh, my heart hurts. Oh, th- them te- you know that meme where it's like, is them tears, bro? <laughs> bro, that's actually what I was like. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh. oh,
1: my God, Yeah, oh I know, my. who's the best black actor? You know, what's his name? The one that died from cancer. My I nigga, Boseman? <laughs> <laughs> my nigga! <laughs> Wakanda well, forever. Well, yeah, can't... literally. Throw down your, I... I
0: think I can low-key do a nice accent of it. <laughs> throw down your weapons, and we can handle <laughs> this another way.
1: Yes, we handle it different way.
0: <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Here in Wakanda, here, it's like Loki got a, a like a little bit of Nigerian in there. Like you can hear it, like a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh man, wow, we went way out of topic. But like, <sighs> oh, I remember what I wanted to say. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just to remind everyone, we're sober.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This
1: is just. This is off. literally Our
0: a normal conversation. This is how a normal conversation goes between us. Like, if y'all don't know how we interact with each other, it's like this. Literally, like, forget the first five minutes of this podcast. That's pretty much us.
1: (laughs) I sounded like a teacher in the beginning.
0: On God, I sounded like, you know, what's it called? I forgot the joke. Oh, I fucked up. Oh, well, (laughs) it is what it is. (laughs) But, like, I bro, I actually sound like an Android, bro. Android 16, that's the nigga. Oh, that shit was pissing me off.
1: Oh, never mind.
0: Dragon Ball. Now nah, you good. You good. You got it.
1: You <laughs> know. I was going to say, ain't that a girl? But no. A- a- hey. 18.
0: Android 18. Respectfully. Oh, oh listen. No. Respectfully. respectfully. I'm about to smash.
1: I'm about to. This... I'm about to bust looking at him. <laughs> That's succulent. Succulent. I, listen. Bulma's my number one. But. Oh, and Piccolo. Oh, Lord. Don't get me started on him. Yo, Piccolo's a nigga. Green. I know he green. But he the OG. He a dad. You know what I mean? He raised up Goku. Listen, Goku. You that. mean Gohan, my nigga? Oh, sorry, Gohan. Listen, <laughs> I Piccolo, Piccolo. Yo, that epilepsy hitting
0: different, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you made me listen, Piccolo. Listen, you just got me hot and flustered now thinking about Piccolo. I don't even know. As a kid, looking at him, I said, "I know he green, but shh."
0: One girl said, <laughs> it's like, hey, I know he green, but that thing, that thing thing, and, <laughs> oh, my lord, oh, what the, f- what are they talking about again, oh, <laughs> right, okay, art, <laughs> in. art, in. oh, we're keeping all of this in, oh, <laughs> you know I'm keeping this in, this is hilarious, oh, what, Bro, we're both down terrible right now. We were literally caught simping over 2D fictional characters. And I'm about to leave this in. Right
1: now? Why are we talking about art right now? Why aren't we not talking about... Hey, but
0: tec- Hey, but tec- technically, technically, we're talking about anime. We're technically referencing about art. So therefore, we're still on subject the entire time.
1: No, you're reaching. We aren't. We My nick- about- I'm trying to help <laughs> the
0: bullshit. both of us here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, anyways, yeah, so, about art, yeah Right,
0: okay, so, <laughs> bro, not my, yo, not my mind is elsewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, thinking about,
1: oh, let me not say it, anyway. Yo,
0: stop, 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 <laughs> stop, <laughs> but, like, in terms of what we were talking about, like, way earlier, in terms of, like, David Dobrik <laughs> and Fave. Cause, wow, we went we went far with this shit. <laughs> this is gonna be a hell of a time pulling an all nighter to finish this recording.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah, I don't apologize at all. I'm speaking with my full chest. <clears throat> all this, this is a, this is Alexa. If you don't know me, I'm strange. Bro, I ain't gonna lie. When I first met you. I was
0: low key like a little intimidated just because, like, I, I'm dead. At, like, listen, I've never met a person like you before. Like, in terms of like a girl being bold and shit like that. Of course, i met people who are bold and like that in general, but like not like you. And I was like, oh shit, okay. Because normally I like when I first meet people, I'm like mm-hmm. really shy and like I get to know them first. Yeah, and then I have to. In the as- beginning. I was, because I, I needed mm-hmm. to establish, like, boundaries in terms of jokes. And then you were like, yeah, there's no filter in this place, my nigga. I'm like, word, say no more.
1: <laughs>
0: we said, let's talk about World War II. We said. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> we literally went from talking about, yeah, so how was your day? It was good to, hey, but you, <laughs> did you see 18, though, the other day? She, you know, I've been seeing that shit. Oh. Yeah. But respectfully. Respectfully. Not Respectfully. About to throw it down. I have to say respectfully, I'm not trying to get canceled.
1: <laughs> I mean, technically, she animated, and you're not even touching, you know, My Hero Academia people. So, bro, My Hero Sense toxic. Pedagogues.
0: Bro, they're actually <clears throat> weirdos, actual weirdos. Oh my, you know what? I think I think I touched about it. Like, I think I touched the topic like the last episode, but fuck My Hero Sense, bro. They're actually toxic as shit, and I think they. they <laughs> Like they actually threatened. Listen, they threatened the translator over um like, you know how like the manga is originally in Japanese and it gets translated in English. They got mad over the scan translation over the official translation being different. Literally one line and they were sending death threats. I'm like, my nigga, what is wrong with you? What is I actually mean, that's
1: wrong people with people with Attack on Titan and Mappa? Man. Yeah,
0: I actually hate Attack on Titan stands in general. Like, come on, I'm an Attack on Titan stand. I'll admit it. I <laughs> hate myself, low key. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you have to realize that they're still working in a pandemic, right?
1: I mean, you're not even an Attack on Titan stand. You're you're a multi fandom.
0: Yeah, I'm in like, yeah, I'm in multiple places. I'm Mr. International. So only put so them.
1: you you cool like me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't want people only stay on one anime and only like one anime. You do do water for
0: that. Yeah, they're actually dog water for that. Like, diversify. (laughs) Like, listen, for example, I used to only be, like, shonen only, right? And then I found out about, like, Vin... Like, I think you were the one that told me about Vinland Saga. And then I heard about Vagabond. Oh, Oh, my... Vagabond, in my opinion, is the best manga I've ever read. Berserk is in my top three, but Vagabond literally changed (laughs) my life. I don't want to say changed my life, but, like, it changed my outlook on life. That shit hit me.
1: It made you a whole different nigga. Oh, I'm going to say this right now since I'm okay. You can edit this out if you... <laughs> I got you! I got you! I got you! <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I'll be honest. I'm going to air myself out in 14K right now. Okay? All right, Silas. You can't even just say anime. You no, know, as an artist, I'm really inspired by hentai. I'm going to say this right now, and I may be weird for that. But as a avid hentai watcher, I no no, I'm not even capping. I watch it not even just for the anyway.
0: <laughs> Why you I you sniff like your Tyrone big of like hey okay.
1: <laughs> Listen, the art style, now some of them dusty crusty, but there are many. I could give you sauce, I could give you a list of just gorgeous and more so manga, not not like the animated ones. Like, right, manga. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And really highly underrated because it is not safe for work. work right. Right. Which, I, I get it. It's not everybody's, you know, cup of coffee, cup of tea, whatever. Yeah. I get it. But as an artist, I respect all art. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. You always and have it to, ain't like... Even, it ain't even in just for the wank thing. You know what I'm saying? It's for you're just appreciating
0: it you're literally just appreciating like i'm trying hard not to laugh right now because (laughs) it throws me off but no i respect it i respect it. you're just reading most of the time it's just you know out of appreciation and of course every now and then
1: most of the time it's (laughs) yo (laughs) and then i'll be reading it i said damn look at that shading up on that girl's thigh that's unreal and this is for porn like no no seriously the japanese are brilliant that's why you know i may be black and half white Mm -hmm. but i'm extremely inspired by not even just japanese asian art in general because i will say this the japanese are always above trends they are always four years you know ahead of america canada whatever when it comes to trends um animation style anime Art, everything like that, fashion, whatever
0: it may be, they always up there, right? Oh man. Anyway, but...
1: we talking about hentai. <laughs> Embarrass myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, if it's okay with you, I'm keeping this in here. <laughs> this shit is way too funny.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I mean, I'm
0: pretty sure you have a hentai like art page, anyways, right? I think you showed me about it once.
1: <laughs>
0: like, no, like as in you make like you yes, know,
1: yes.
0: yeah, yeah. That's I, that's what I, 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 I meant. That's what I meant.
1: I know it's just embarrassing
0: to say it. Well, yeah, it's because it's like it's not really it's kind of seen as like taboo, where it's like yeah, it's not something that norm people would normally talk about like in a regular conversation, right? That's why here, nothing is safe. So therefore, you're good. <laughs> you're good.
1: I mean, I mean, I was gonna talk about it regardless, even if you had to bleed <laughs> out my my speech. I don't care. <laughs> like oh man me as a person i'm very open i like to talk about anything i'll talk about the depressing shit and i'll talk about the most funniest shit you oh,
0: know yeah, no. of course especially. of course keep in mind like like i've said multiple <laughs> times now i literally have to put this disclaimer because i know you forget to sometimes we hear yeah. yeah well you say yourself like you told me yourself like yeah i've said some out of pocket shit in public and then everything would be like yo what the fuck and you'd be like oh
1: shit I mean, okay, yeah, but like, I'm not saying it right. Okay, yeah, true. Like, <clears throat> anyways, what I'll say is continuing, you know, regular broadcasting. Hello, <laughs> um, I'd like to say this as a person: sexual assault, no, no, racism, no, no, nope. um, anything like that that is just non consensual or bad, no. We don't we don't do those things around here. We don't fall with that. We don't fall oh, with that. Oh. Re- no i was gonna say something weird
0: you're about to i know i know what you're about to say <laughs> I, I know say, what you're about to say dry
1: <laughs> and i meant like i'll beat you up but that don't sound right <laughs> anyways nah, on god on god
0: unfolding folding them like it's like they're closed during spring cleaning on god
1: oh yeah 110
0: but like uh going back to what else i'm like for vagabond for example <laughs> like yeah. like for example like reading vagabond the emotions that are conveyed through the main character and the side characters that can only be done so far with the wording where the art itself has to be the main focus of it and vagabond the vinland saga like later on like for example in the farmland arc in the baltic sea oh. arc oh my i'm literally that's in the it. middle i'm literally in the middle of rereading vinland saga i just got part well actually i'm not gonna spoil but like the farmland arc like just at the end mm-hmm. of it where leif came in
1: yeah
0: oh my Ah, oh, the that's emotion here, that it conveyed it.
1: Like, listen, I'll say this too. As an artist, I appreciate art. But, like, let's let's talk about Attack on Titan manga, for instance. Yeah. Now, yes, he has definitely improved. And he is a young artist, for sure, when it comes to, like, being a manga creator. And I love the storyline, whatever. I'm not going to get into it, because Attack on Titan stands toxic. But (laughs) the art style, to me, is doo-doo. I I struggle to read it. Even in the last chapters, Mm -hmm. like, I struggle to read it as someone that enjoys art like i i don't know man like it's just something about it like i just don't like the way it looks and like seeing the difference from like the first seasons of the anime to like mm-hmm. the new ones with mapa mm-hmm. it's grown on me but in the beginning i was like not the cgi or whatever it's called dog
0: yeah the cgi is a little iffy at times like you, like, you can tell when, like, some <laughs> scenes are, like, really good and some scenes are a little bit iffy. But for the most part, I would say, like, MAPPA is doing, like, a really good job animating oh, for it. for sure. And it's, like, especially, like, like given now. They, they
1: put their budget in Jiu-Jitsu though. they didn't. Oh they, didn't.
0: oh, they put that budget in big time for JJK. Oh, my goodness.
1: <gasps> Don't get me started on that. Oh. Um, you
0: know what? <laughs> Respectfully, we're going to move past it because Lord <laughs> knows how long that convo is going to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to say is shout out to Nanami. Shout out to Gojo. Shout oh out to Lord. all of them.
0: Literally, okay, I'm telling you for a fact right now. The moment Sophia heard shout out to Nanami, like, you know what happens. She said <laughs> bust. She said
2: She's like, Yup.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Throw in the white towel, guys. It's over. It's Gigi's. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. But, like, even even someone that doesn't, you know, I'm not really that good with art. Like, my art style itself is currently stick figures. That's literally how bad it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep it a bug. That's It's not something I'm good at. But I can always, <laughs> it's, actually not a stick it's
1: actually bad.
0: It's actually bad, because my little sister makes fun of me for it constantly. She's like, yo, what the, f- is that what you're drawing, my nigga? I look at her, I'm like, yo, relax. <laughs> She's like, nah, nah, nah. Whole family's got to see this bullshit. I'm like, well, <laughs> there goes my day. <laughs> but even who's some like, someone who doesn't appreciate art, like, well, not doesn't who, someone who doesn't appreciate, but someone who's not really talented in art or in drawing itself, I can definitely appreciate, like, People's vision, like you can tell when people put their heart and soul into something,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like I can see it. For example, my favorite piece from you was the the one from Guts, the Guts one from mm-hmm. Berserk, my personal favorite, because you could oh, tell. Thanks. Oh, I thought I, I'm pretty sure I told you about it, anyways. <laughs> you <laughs> did, you did. Yeah, because like
1: nervous because you're complimenting me. Thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs> what? Okay, listen, I compliment people. Okay, <laughs> it's not oh like it's a rare God. occurrence.
1: You know, like, you know when you're, like, nervous to take a compliment because, like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I don't, yeah, like,
0: trust respectfully,
1: me, I, thank you very much. But I'm just saying is, like, I just get nervous when people compliment me.
0: Trust me, I'm the exact same way. You're good. Trust me, you're good, you're good. But, like, you could tell, like, I, I could tell that you put your heart and soul into it. Like, I could see, you know, first of all, you put Casca's hands on Gus, and I was like, well, there goes my heart for the day. That shit broke <laughs> me. And then, like, you can see that it was she put her hand like on guts's eye, but it's like the bad eye where it's like he had his eye cut mm-hmm. out during, you know, the eclipse. And I was like, Oh fuck. Like you could, you could tell you did that on purpose. And I was like, wow, that should See, that shit hurt you, me. That's
1: what I love about art. See how you just took that out. And I didn't have to say anything about that. And I love how you said that because mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to convey in the piece. But I, you know what I mean? I didn't want to make it obvious. You know, right. like some people who, who, who don't, Breed, you know, mm-hmm. just says, sees that someone is crushing someone and they're sad. Right. But Casca, as a character, she is basically Guts' safe space mm-hmm. for a lot of the part, like in the manga.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know what I mean? He is go- going through so much struggle because he loves her and because he's protecting the people that he loves in general. Right. And I think that, like, a little bit of symbolism can be looked you know be pushed away and be like okay whatever this is a nice piece but since you saw that man i respect you thank you very much because that that makes heart full that you notice that
0: yeah of course i mean like normally when i view something i always try and look for like i don't want to say the hidden meaning but like there's always something more to something that you see there's always something more at face value i like mm-hmm. naturally i'm a really curious person so i'd always be asking you know what's going on why this or like how is this going along so that's why I always kind of see, okay, maybe there's like another angle to this. Maybe there's another mm-hmm. perspective that you know the person who is creating the art is trying to convey. And like you could tell, like Guts was, you could tell like he was tired. And like Kafka putting his hand there was like, like he was happy, but like it was a bittersweet moment because he knew, like, it's just like it just wasn't the same ever since you know that specific event, especially we because didn't like
1: talking about that because that shit traumatized me again. Sexual assault, right? Bro, bro. we don't do
0: that around right here. I, I made the mistake of reading Berserk at nighttime. And listen, listen. <laughs> when it comes to horror stuff, I i can't handle a whole lot of horror. Like, jump scares and shit, I can't handle. Like, in movies, Yo, I can't.
1: But Nahom, Nahom, you... I'm pretty sure you haven't watched, like, the animated movies, right? N- I've seen y- clips.
0: I've seen clips. Okay, I've seen clips.
1: but seeing it animated really hurt me bad. Oh, like- fuck.
0: Oh, fuck. Because I've been planning on watching the 90s, uh anime series because that one i've heard is like the best uh, what's uh it called? the best adaptation for it i don't know because i've heard that the most uh, yes, recent ones are like
1: the best adaptation the most recent ones are kind of doo-doo
0: yeah that's, that's uh, what like, i was about to get to
1: because i'm a whore for um Berserk, i had to watch it <laughs> you like Let fuck, fuck it yeah oh. but anyways regardless of that yeah you know? And, like,
0: yeah, going along with, like, art itself in general, like, you can tell with the transition between, you know, um, manga, where it's, like, just still panels and, like, actually seeing it animated, you can tell that it adds, like, a whole other level of, you know, uh, what's it called? Layers to it, like, a whole another level. Well, a whole that's layer. The thing,
1: too, and that's crazy that you say that because the thing is, for me, is, for instance, Vagabond, uh, Berserk, I don't even need an anime. Like, that's mm-hmm. why, to me, like... You know, it's nice to have an anime, but when you, right. it's just the way manga. Manga has done something to like the art scene, and anime has done something to the art scene in general. Right, and it's so underrated because the art that is put into um, manga, in most mangas, are like unreal. Like the line work and things like that. Like looking at it as like an artist, and I think most readers in general can see it. I think seeing how the artist you can see the strokes of the pen you can see for instance like let's say Guts is angry you Mm -hmm. can see there's a difference in like the variance of sizes in the lines Mm -hmm. you know what I mean as in normally maybe when he's with uh, Casca the lines are softer which conveys that he is in a happy space right and he's calm like things like that are so little and subtle and you don't really notice it mm-hmm. it's like you are just reading it for the storyline itself but as like an artist especially and I'm, I'm sure most people like you obviously notice it too but oh yeah, yeah. well it's yeah, like like it's
0: like for me for example like when i when i read through for the most time for the first time i don't mm-hmm. know i kind of have a bad habit of like zooming through and like i don't ever stop to appreciate you know the art itself which i kind of started mm-hmm. to do with vagabond because that shit literally breathless Literally took my breath oh, yeah. away. Because I was like, wow. What There was one panel in particular where Musashi was like, he looked up to the sky where it's like, my potential is limitless. It's as big oh, as this God. guy itself. And I saw that and I was like, wow. I need to, like, and ever since then, I've been planning on rereading manga that I've probably, like, zoomed past through. So, like, I'm probably planning on reading through Berserk. Like, of course, I stopped with Berserk every now and then to, like, you know, obviously look at the art itself. But, like, it was never the same way. But like, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the problem with it because not necessarily the problem with manga itself, but like my personal problem where I'm only interested in like the words first off, because I'm, I'm a very plot driven person where it's like, I want to know what happens next. I want to know. Oh,
1: for sure. Me as well. Sometimes for sure. 110%. Yeah.
0: So it's like, sometimes I kind of forget to like stop and smell the roses kind of thing. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. But it's like, you know, the thing is, is like. There's a storyline and you're reading it. But mm-hmm. the thing about it is, and what's crazy is, if you are looking at the art and you are getting more emotion and there's other little hints and things in there that, you know, you might miss. Like, even like teasers, like in my Hero Academia uh, manga, mm-hmm. there was like a little bit of Chainsaw Man in the back. He was in the back. Like, their characters were in the very back. right? And it was basically just saying, you know, Hey, you know, little, little hint there that Chainsaw Man is going somewhere Mm -hmm. when it comes to things like that. Like there's little hints here and there that I really appreciate as an artist. And if you like are a person like me, sometimes I don't like reading the artist's um, notes, like the manga artist's notes, but like they'll leave notes. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I've seen that, for example, like with one piece I see. Uh, like, earlier he used to do that. Uh, Older used to do that in the manga volumes, but now he does it in its own separate thing called the SBS, mm-hmm. where it's, like, a whole bunch of notes about shit. Uh, people, fans ask him questions, and he tries to answer and shit like that. And, it, like, it's really similar to that regard, where I usually, like, kind of skim through that the author's notes, but every now mm-hmm. and then I kind of read through, just out of curiosity, just, like, what is their process of, you know, making the art? Because I've always been a curious person on, like, how people do it, why people do it, you know,
1: well, since what we're methodology about one piece. I I'm not gonna listen, I'm not gonna lie. Have I watched every single episode? No. No, I <laughs> have not. You know, I skim through it, I like to update myself, whatever. You know right. what I mean? yeah. But if you look at episode one, you know what I mean? And you look at the most recent episode, the drastic not even just because of how old it is, mm-hmm. right? The drastic difference in art style and you can see how comfortable he is with like character design and oh, he yeah. makes the coolest characters. They may look weird and like you know what I mean, long ass necks or like you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it looks, up, looks like weird. A, like frogs' neck. Like they're weird, like they're mm-hmm. weird, but at the same time, it's so refreshing to see different shit. Because I'm tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. You know, the soft gay archetype. The naruto archetype right. the sakura right like where there's like the emo one and then mm-hmm. there's like you know what i mean yeah, yeah no and i get you the character the amount of characters in one piece is like jaw dropping and they've got a story of their own mm-hmm. but like just the character design and the thought behind it and the detail is just unbelievable and that's like one of the things that i love about art is because you can tell if someone actually enjoys what they're doing
0: Oh yeah, I mean, there's no way Oda would keep on going after 23 years if he didn't like it. He would have stopped already. And like you could, he
1: do like the money though. You can't lie. (laughs) Oh yeah,
0: no cap, bro. He is living nice for the like the rest of his life. Him, like his generation, his kids' generation, probably his great grandkids are probably gonna be well off because One Piece Mm -hmm. is gonna be selling regardless. That shit is, Ooh, that shit is a nice money maker. But like even then, like as you were saying, like Oda's art style is like from chapter one because I have I started from the anime rather than starting from the manga so i could tell from the anime's perspective and then i was like okay maybe what if i go back to like chapter one of the manga and see the difference from there to like the latest chapter which is like 1008 and so i checked them and it's like huge huge difference and i'm like wow it's like you Like, you can tell when someone's come a really long way from when they started with their art style and where they currently are. Well,
1: and also, he is, like, literally the OG when it comes to manga and anime.
0: Oh, yeah. Him, Toriyama. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, like, mad respect to him, first off, but, like, also just, like, yeah, like, seeing that and, like, seeing how diverse his characters are, not even just like, I'm not even talking about the personalities. I'm talking about just the way they look. Mm-hmm. And you can see their personality in the way they're dressed. And oh, like, yeah. depending if they're a villain or whatever, right? Like, you can tell. And that's what I appreciate. Like, like Oda's man, art that's style? art got me. Yeah. Like,
0: like, Oda's art style, like, it's weird. Like, the character designs, some of them are weird. But the thing is, like, he makes it, the world such a place to where it fits in the world because there's all sorts of crazy and wacky shit that's going on in the world of one piece so where a person who has like a frog leg and a shark tail or something that's not actually real but like in that world if (laughs) it were to be there it would you know fit into that you know that world just because Mm -hmm. he's made it for the past 23 years now thanks to his god level of world building and i'm like (laughs) hey i'm here for the ride i i need to see what luffy finds i need to find it but,
1: Man, i'm exhausted from that series not gonna lie like listen i'll come back to it once in a while but brilliant. i respect the one piece stands. you know what i mean i respect them because y'all writer dies for this series
0: yeah at this point i'm <laughs> if the <laughs> i've been okay how long have i been a fan for i think i started like the winter semester of uh second year so that was just about how long was that a year ago two years ago now and so I think I caught up in the span of 3 months. Like from Ooh. episode 1 to like I think it was like just the beginning of the current arc where I caught up at. And it was like I didn't here's the thing. I didn't sleep. I think I watched about 10 to 12 episodes a day. My grades went wow. I'm surprised <laughs> I'm surprised my grades were actually like okay for the most part. Um yeah. but like yeah, it was it was a grind, but it was so worth it because like the journey to see how in terms of character progression, how the crew starts building and like how they're all pretty much like a family and to see how their dreams are eventually going to pan out. It's like you, you, you gotta love it. You gotta love it.
1: Yeah, I agreed, Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, I mean, is there anything else that we can really talk about? I think we covered almost everything to, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> like, unless we want to get back to Android 18, because, you know, hey,
1: respectfully, respectfully, respectfully we, we can talk about, it. listen, I'll be here all day if you want to talk <laughs> about anything. <laughs> you don't understand, man. I'll talk about me, Papa. I'll talk. Listen,
0: I'll talk about Armin right now. Listen, bro, yo, I was so off, caught off guard by that episode where Armin was looking like that. I'm like, hey, yo, why Armin looking like me, looking at me like that, bro? Hey, yo, you better relax. <laughs> yeah,
1: he kind of, he kind
0: of making you change. change hey, not bro. making. <laughs> hey, hey, I wouldn't say change. I'm not saying change. I'm just saying, hey, my nigga, you looking cold as a bitch. No cap, <laughs> respectfully. <laughs> That's
1: the blackest way to say it, hey, yo, you looking cold as a bitch. Hey. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. But
0: but yeah, I mean, do you have anything else that you have like in, planned for the future, Alexa? Like anything that you have planned in terms of your you know tattoo career, your art career, anything planned for the future?
1: I would say, ending on a good note. Mm. I think, dream wise, I think opening up a studio. Once I'm comfortable as a tattoo artist and maybe even, um, you know, making pigments like the ink Mm -hmm. for for everyone, but especially melanated skin tones. Right. Right. You know, um, I mean, hopefully I can find an artist that knows how to tattoo melanated skin. But sadly, I might even have to teach myself. Right. Right. That's where the industry is right now.
0: Because I'm I'm seeing now we're. Like I'm seeing for uh people right now. Um, like I think Fenty, for example, is just just starting to get with the lingerie for people of color, uh makeup for people of color, and it's like well I'm just I'm just saying from things that I know. I'm not yes, really too yes, yes. well known in that it, like I don't know a whole lot of what's going on there, but like um
1: yeah, you know about Rihanna though, so respectfully <laughs> Respectfully. Her and that big forehead shitty. Hey, as Kevin Gates once
0: said, I'm going to kiss her on that forehead, bro. I, no count. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, have you ever thought about uh, selling, like becoming an artist as well as a tattoo artist? Where it's like you might sell art pieces by commission?
1: Oh, 110%. I mean, I do that once in a while here and now. to will message me and ask me hey could you draw a piece for and it's not even in my style like so hey could you draw a realistic piece of like my grandma or whatever right and I'll do it um but yeah I definitely would like to make prints and um sell commissions once I'm comfortable as an artist and have like a very unique and consistent art style I'd say right now I'm playing around with my art style right right but yeah, once I'm a consistent artist and I have that, you know, number one, I'm happy with the style that I put out, mm-hmm. that's when I think I'll be doing commissions and things like that. But hit me up. if You do want to, you know, fill up my bank account.
0: Hey, hey, I'm, I'm leaving here, guys, for people who are listening or watching through YouTube, I'm leaving her Instagram in the links uh, in the description box. If you're on YouTube, it, there's links in like, you know, when you click the episode here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Literally anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, I'm on. Um, I'll leave her links there on Instagram. Uh, do you want to link your Twitter there as well, or just Instagram your? I mean, page? I got
1: like ten followers on my Twitter. I don't use Twitter.
0: That's valid. That's valid. All right, so I'll just <laughs> so Instagram it is. So I'll just link her Instagram. I'll probably link Sophia's Instagram as well because I'm pretty sure I said that earlier that I would.
1: Please do. Yeah, Follow of course. Her too. Yeah, of course. Follow, you know, respect the female women of color and artists right canadian people of color in general but mm. they're also female so me and sophia you got to support you got to rep Love her up follow her as well you know comment and booster
0: of course period you gotta support you gotta support but uh i think i pretty much covered it so Thank y'all for making it to the end of the episode. If you want to show love to the podcast, follow me both on Instagram at Most Water Podcast and Twitter at Most Water Pod to stay up to date on guest features, upload days, and more. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give a 5-star review and a rating. You can also listen to the podcast on Spotify as well as YouTube through the, the Hive channel where you can not only find my podcast, but plenty of other top-notch material. Until next time, we out. Easy, y'all.